Hello and welcome everyone to yet another podcast on Close the Loop. This is your host, Greta Gomes, bringing to you yet another show where HRs tell us their reflection about employers, employees and everything in between. Today's series is going to cover uh, an interesting topic, but before uh, we get to that, in one of our previous episodes, we spoke about uh, the human element as one of the key factors of importance in the HR's role, which contributes to an organization's success. Uh, I believe it is this key element that also helps our HR's in managing the ever-growing workforce by building a positive work culture. Now, I'm sure all of us are aware of what a positive culture in the workforce uh, impacts or it speaks about. Well, HR, since they manage a lot of employees, um, it is a crucial role that they play in building this positive work culture within an organization. And joining us today on this podcast, we have with us Mr. Nishant, who carries over a decade of experience working in the service industry and with the people function. Prior to working with Pi Square Technologies, he was associated with Global Deloitte. Further, he enabled organizations through Cypax Solutions, a business consulting space, and he is also a published author of a book named Parvaz, which is a collection of poetry. Very warm welcome to you, Mr. Nishant. How are you doing today? Hi, Greta. Thank you so much uh, for uh, this lovely welcome. And uh, uh, wishes of the day to entire Loop Health team and also to the viewers of uh, uh, this podcast. Thank you so much, Mr. Nishant. Um, uh, you, I know uh, we have uh, engaged in quite uh, the roundtables before and quite a lot of uh, you know, communications and events and series before. And you have always spoken about how you deeply connect with employees or how, um, you know, emphasizing on a healthy work culture plays a great role in, uh, you know, employee engagement, employee confidence, and of course, which the ultimate goal here is the organization success. So could you maybe, um, you know, shed some light on uh, the importance of uh, building a positive uh, work culture or maybe ha- em- uh, emphasize on what a positive work culture in a workplace is? Sure. Thanks for putting that question forth. Uh, I think this is the most fundamental uh, question which every organization, every uh, leader, and every colleague needs to answer. Uh, In my understanding, uh, the first thing which strikes to my mind is the well-being of uh, our colleagues uh, when Mm -hmm. we think of uh, work culture. Right. And well-being is, again, a very big umbrella. There are so many things uh, which becomes a subset here. Um, and also, what policies and practices exist in an organization which encourage uh, meritocracy, respect, trust, collaboration, support, so on and so forth. But before we define something like this uh, or make an attempt to define work culture, a very, a very intangible area, uh, something which as an organization uh, we all I mean, can think, personally I always keep that in mind as team versus family. Mm. Uh, I mean, we always, uh, there, there is a silent debate, uh, always it goes on in an organization. <laughs> when we use the word a family, welcome to family or it's a team. 
Right. So in my understanding, I, I see this more as a team than a family. Um, mm-hmm. and, then, uh, and factually, if we see there is a lot of difference. Uh, the way employee ourselves live in a family setup and how we coexist in a workplace. So for me, team is team team is more uh, relevant uh, and a more driving word uh, than a family. It gives team gives a lot of clear clarity in terms of purpose of this coexistence. Absolutely. Yeah. So that is how I see a culture, and that is how, in my understanding, helps to uh, define this positive work culture at workplace. Got it. So it's like this. Uh, it's not just one thing that uh, can be termed as a positive work culture. There are multiple uh, factors involved in setting the right uh, or I'd say a perfect positive work culture. Am I correct, Mr. Nishant? Absolutely true. Absolutely. And when you when you say there are so many things, one I mean one more key element is always that. Uh, um, uh, the, the, the values which we bring at work, uh, workplace, um, considering everyone work comes from a different uh, background. So something which is shared uh, can actually enable this coexistence towards growth and mm. uh, progress. Understood. Uh, so, I mean, I know I've mentioned one of the factor that is, uh, which is the end goal, uh, which is organization success, of course, through a positive work culture. But could you help in, from an HR's perspective, from an expert's perspective, maybe highlight the benefits of a positive culture, not only for the organization, but for employees as well? We run the correlation with different um, I mean, uh, measures. We clearly see uh, that... Um, there is a direct relationship with uh, between the work culture which is being practiced at organization mm-hmm. and the work life of our colleagues. Okay. Uh, so the first thing which has personally benefited me and still benefits me in the career and I'm sure my other colleagues also get benefited is the fulfilling career progression. Mm-hmm. So the more important word here is fulfilling. I mean, career progression, people still manage, right? Uh, but right. fulfilling career progression can only happen when uh, there is a positive, uh, purpose-driven work culture. Uh, and apart from that, a, a healthy work culture, a positive work culture, which we are trying to mention here, also helps us to explore our potential through various challenges that we come across at mm-hmm. workplace. Mm-hmm. And when we get those challenges, we know that uh, this is an opportunity and I'm not alone. There, There is a support system. Uh, the, the team around me uh, uh, are there to help me to upskill, scale, and uh, deliver results. Uh, so it gives, it, it evolves me as a professional. It helps me to achieve different milestones uh, in my career. And, and eventually have a fulfilling career progression. I mean, that is what uh, colleagues uh, want to achieve uh, at workplace through a positive work culture. Absolutely. I, I get that. And I think um, the points that you've just mentioned, right, uh, support or uh, a team work or, uh, you know, uh, motivating each other, I guess these are a, a few of the values that each, uh, every organization speaks about, right? That's true. Uh, that's that's true. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, sorry. And what are the role of shape uh, of these values in shaping a work culture? 
Oh, these are, I mean, uh, honestly, these are underrated uh, elements, uh, but <laughs> those are those are such powerful elements if we use it in a in a in a in a more productive manner. If okay. you see, val- values at work culture cannot stand alone, so it has to be a shared values, a set of shared values, mm-hmm. and they play two critical roles. First, they work as guide while we take actions. So whatever we do at workplace, mm-hmm. there is a there is a context, there is a situation where which calls us to take some action. Now that action needs to be guided through the value system or the shared values that the uh, company uh, or the organization has. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second role which these values play is they are dilemma busters. So hmm. every now and then there are many situations we are in a we are in a dilemma. What do we do? And then right. we where should we go? So we end up asking our colleagues, our seniors, but then just reflect on the values which company has, which we uh, as colleagues we we agree to that shared set of values. Mm-hmm. You just look at that; it 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 gives us a lot of clarity uh, through. Uh, of course, those policies are also drafted in the uh, reflection of those values. So it helps us uh, to burst those dilemmas at workplace. That means we are, whatever we are taking uh, steps or actions, are in mm-hmm. alignment with those values. Uh, otherwise, just imagine a workplace where these set of values are not there. Uh, we will end up taking actions based on our convenience, our biases, whether those biases are cognitive, contextual. I mean, we, we, we each one of us will go in so many directions. Uh, <laughs> will yeah, it will it will become an impediment in our own career growth and the right. organizational growth eventually. Right. That's that. <laughs> Thank you for highlighting that, uh, Mr. Nishan. We usually tend to ignore these uh, small yet important uh, factors which lead to um, you know the bigger picture. Um, so. In 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 a, in a in if you were to uh, define this properly, of course, from an expert's perspective, if I'm talking about the most, in fact, most employees and most HRs also speak about, you know, hey, you know, um, my company or my organization has a perfect work culture. It is, uh, you know, it's a uh, friendly, it's uh, uh, so and so and so and so, and you know, they're very proud of its work culture, but. Honestly, I mean, this is something that's at the top of my mind. How do you assess an organization's work culture? What are like the um, key factors that speak out loud about a work culture? I mean, there are many methods. I think this is most um, um, intriguing question uh, because as in the beginning we said, it's very intangible. It's more of an experience uh, mm-hmm. than something which can be measured uh, like a physical object. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, for an organization, it is equally important to assess where are we, where, what kind of culture is actually being practiced than what we all agreed to. Mm-hmm. There are various tools, I mean, various methods people have been using. A lot of behavioral scientists have also developed a lot of tools around. But most of the more, most frequently used tools, something like uh, your surveys, uh, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. then what happens is, as an HR, we have to be very sure what, how we are building those uh, surveys, how we are okay. designing those questionnaires. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> for example, 
the question is i mean our effort is always to keep it action oriented so right. let's let's take an example of a value uh, say care for people now this is one of the value statement we which we have mm-hmm. now, when we are building a question around it there are aspects related to workplace safety uh, wellness and health benefits uh, how, what is the turnaround time for our colleagues query resolution all grievance mm-hmm. closures so uh these questions these uh, areas we need to build question when we are trying to gather inputs from our colleagues mm-hmm. on how much we are in alignment with our value which is care for people mm. so this is this is a method of collecting the feedback uh, mm-hmm. and then what do we do with that feedback and this right. is again a place where uh, uh, in my understanding organizations struggle what do we do with that so unless we go and take help of certain statistical methods uh, like certain kpis for example uh, say employee net promoter score or employee satisfaction index right new hire retention rate i mean how long what is the retention rate of uh, the new hires who join us so those are the fresh people the fresh eyes they quickly get the uh, pulse of the workplace <laughs> and then we, we we need we should be running certain correlation right do do that analysis and also connect these kpis with the employee productivity index then we we are in a position uh, to validate and see how reliable uh, that data the feedback has come uh, from our uh, colleagues and it also gives us a lot of action items to improve Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are certain methods which uh, uh, we practice and i, I believe most uh, successful organizations who have built such positive work culture they use and they don't just use to collect information analyze they also take this information to design their uh, next steps in, uh, in in sustaining that culture or making it even better Yeah. Noted. Noted. That that's actually that that totally makes sense, Mr. Nishant. So maybe if uh, for our new listeners, or maybe for those who are fresh, like you said, in the field, maybe uh, could you help our listeners with a few questions so that this can help them evaluate their organization's work culture, like you mentioned, right? An NPS score or certain databases collected. Maybe what according to you would be the top five or top three to five questions that you'd uh, Uh, include to assess an organization's culture right um i'll, I'll just before i answer i'll just give one uh, out of my understanding i'll tell one thing mm-hmm. every organization what we ask in that questionnaire has to be stitched uh, with the uh, with the entire strategy of building this culture and that strategy is eventually stitched to those values shared values mm-hmm. and all that set of shared values stitched with the organization mission so you see how this is trickling down that means every organization is a different individual uh missions are different then the moment mission is different everything changes so whatever question i'm going to say may not be applicable to our listeners uh, or may be applicable to them so mm-hmm. uh, so here it is when we talk about say uh, employee net promoter score what do we what are we trying to measure we want to see uh, are they willing to refer the friends family or any other in their acquaintance uh, to join us and mm-hmm. uh, see their career with us 
so so that is what we are trying to see how um, among the entire population of our colleagues how many of them are there to promote us as a mm. uh, as, as, as a workplace where they people in the network can thrive so right. the question the question goes very simple right are you are you willing to share or are you willing to uh, refer your friends or acquaintances to uh, to to, jo- to join us uh, um, in the journey of the career how mm-hmm. much you are willing to and then of course there is a likert scale where they have to rate and all and then 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 when we think of uh, uh, say um, again i'll go back to that example where i cited value of care for people right and then there we, we are seeing a tag for a query resolution so what i mean we'll say that are you satisfied with the timelines in which your queries are getting um answered or resolved by say our it support team hmm. uh, so again it has to be specific action oriented questions and then they can actually say yes or no again on on a rating scale uh, i mean of course not binary it has to be on a rating scale how much satisfied are you um, then we know what is the current tag if they are not satisfied then of course there is again has to be uh, a lot of uh, introspection with that particular department not just the its i just took that as an example this question can be framed on our how active our hr department is Uh, or how active the uh, reporting manager is hmm. uh, in 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 handling the their queries suppose i'm an, i'm a colleague i need support on a tool uh, which is new to me uh, i mean if it is taking uh, weeks all together for me to get onboarded on a new tool hmm. uh, that means uh, it's, it's 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 a grievance right it's it's not helping me right so it's such questions we frame which helps us to look into various different pockets and in different areas of an organization got so it certain questions why i said every organization is a different individual here we can just talk about those principles which we can use while we are developing those questions hmm. principles like it is every question is leading us to somewhere where it should lead it should lead to the fulfillment of those shared values so the question should be framed uh, keeping that in mind action oriented and to a large extent uh, specific right that that completely makes sense so mr nishant if uh, these questions you know are rolled out in the questionnaire responses are received action it's implemented right what signs should uh, an expert or an you know an hr look forward to or rather let me rephrase it as what key indicators should an hr uh, look forward to to see that their efforts into converting their current work culture into a positive work culture is taking place right uh, here in my experience uh, greta uh, it's it's difficult to take the benchmarks available um, outside i mean the industry benchmarks and all as i said every organization is different being uh, so the kpis which i just mentioned whether it is the uh, employee net promoter score or satisfaction mm. index turnover rate right mm. new hire retention rate employee mm. productivity index all these mm-hmm. so when an organization is running it for the first time i mean mm-hmm. that, they, they should take that as a benchmark instead of uh, looking at what industry benchmark is in terms of uh, 
a turnover rate. Okay. Uh, yes, you can keep that as a maybe a, a reference point, but not as a benchmark. So what I have learned is when we did the first survey, we took that score as a benchmark. And, and every cycle, we, our attempt was to improve that. How to improve is where um, a lot of brainstorming happens based on the uh, feedback which we receive. Uh-huh. And, and in the questionnaire, we also try to give little open space for our colleagues where they can comprehend um, uh, why they are responding to a question in a certain manner. So that gives us more insight as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, what about employee satisfaction, employee engagement, and mm-hmm. uh, you know productivity levels in an organization? Can these also be termed as uh, uh, one of the key indicators? Yes, as I mentioned uh, about uh, the ESI, that is the Employee Satisfaction Index and the Employee Productivity oh, Index. Got it, got it. There, hmm. there is actually a very strong correlation statistically between these two. So definitely they are very strong KPIs. Absolutely. And in the process of, uh, you know, setting the right framework or the right, uh, like making sure we um, run out surveys, uh, get our right scores and using them as a a reference, not benchmark, I'm sure uh, to set up processes or, you know, in the entire journey, there are a lot of uh, challenges faced by an organization. Maybe could you highlight some common ones that you have faced yourself? Um, yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I mean, the challenges, uh, what uh, um, I, my team, my organizations, not just uh, uh, Pi Square or Cypex or any of the other clients. Mm-hmm. I mean, at two levels, uh, we have seen that. One is at the strategic level, and the second is at the execution level. Uh, strategic level challenges are like... Um, uh, I mean, less integrated approach, uh, uh, AUC, like, as I said, mission translates into values, translates into a framework to apply, uh, I mean, to build that culture. Uh, mm-hmm. So there is a, I've seen less integration between these things. Culture, they see, okay, what are the cultures uh, commonly used in industry? Okay, pick a few of them and let's talk about it. Now, again, this is the second at the execution level. We cannot, we can't talk about a culture. We have to practice, demonstrate. This is the most difficult part. Most difficult part. Considering uh, when there is a pressure situation. So when there is a business uh, need or there is a a pressure context at workplace, Demonstrating those cultures is, again, a challenge. Uh, Going back to the strategic level, if you see the governance and the policies which every organization builds, they somewhere, uh, those are built without or uh, with less weightage on factoring diversity and inclusion. Hmm. So so that is very critical whenever we are building any policy, uh, because every policy statement is, itself speaks aloud about the culture of the organization. Right. Absolutely. What, what organization believes in, puts that in the policy. You see, so the weightage has to be there. The, the diversity inclusion has to be factored. When I say inclusion, I'm not just talking about, uh, 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 I mean, the, the, the cliched understanding of inclusion. I'm also saying, Bring colleagues, make them the ambassador, make them the stakeholders of the culture. I mean, it cannot be a monologue. That's why it is shared. And then uh, another impediment in strategic level, Greta, what I have uh, realized and experienced is leadership. 
I mean, the non-concurrent uh, paradigm you see on the workplace culture, uh, mm-hmm. which leads them, uh, maybe unknowingly, towards various cognitive contextual biases when they're framing uh, these fundamental values and for the workplace. Uh, I mean, culture is more of, like I said, demonstrating the expected behavior than speaking about it. Uh, and then when it comes to the execution side, if you see positive work culture, everybody talks about it. Demonstration is more important. I mean, HR team cannot do everything alone. I mean, everybody has a is a stakeholder of the culture. Right? Mm-hmm. And then what, at a, if you see at the execution level, Unless we build a, a set of qualified team, a focused team with a focused mission uh, right. to, to build that culture, to work as a facilitator in the entire process, we cannot achieve this. I and mean, we have learned that uh, it cannot be just one of the programs of HR department. You see, it has to be a set of cross-functional qualified team who is given this task of... Uh, developing this culture. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the shared values. And of course, a lot of rigor is required in the execution, right? Running analysis, course correction. Uh, uh, I mean, one, two people cannot just sit in a room and do all this. It has to be a lot of cross functional, cross role, cross hierarchical activity. Absolutely. No, that's very well put. <laughs> in fact, I feel like I've just put you, taken you back to a memory, Mr. Nishant, wherein, you know, it took you back to a time when uh, you went through a difficult phase in addressing these challenges. And of course, you came out the better end, no doubt, in uh, how you all solved for these challenges. But I'm really glad to hear that. And that totally makes sense. It's very practical as well. Thank you for sharing that, Mr. Nishant. Sure, um, sure. So, yeah, we've spoken about um, what a positive culture is and the challenges that uh, we, you know, possibly uh, come across when we're talking about implementing or making changes to the current work culture. Maybe let's get into uh, a bit of, uh, you know, the the on-ground stuff, the the practical stuff that can be implemented immediately by our fellow HRs. So, um, which brings me to my next question to you, uh, Mr. Shan, is any actionable steps to implement positive work culture initiatives that you'd recommend to our fellow listeners? Uh, Yes, of course. Uh, I mean, so when we talk about implementation, uh, we understand that um, we have already, uh, we are in alignment with the mission statements of the organization, set of shared values, correct, and the entire uh, framework for the culture development. So I'm understanding that these all are in alignment. Then we are talking about implementation. If not, I, I think we should go back and not talk about implementation. <laughs> so with, with the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because that is where the entire implementation fails. Uh, so now I'm going to talk about implementation, uh, understanding that everything is taken care of so far in mm-hmm. that uh, process. Right. So in implementation, um, you see, there is no uh, low-hanging fruit or a quick wins here. Mm-hmm. But yes, certain things you can bring offer from the organization side. Because mm-hmm. it is always giving first uh, right. approach. So something, like I said, when we talk about work culture, the first thing strikes to my mind is uh, our police well-being. What impacts their well-being? What, uh, what, what can enhance their well-being? Do you have 
programs uh, across the organization uh, related to their uh, health, uh, wellness, whether it is physical or mental wellness? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have certain programs which are proactive uh, instead of, uh, of course, that insurance and all is mostly reactive approach. I mean, when it happens. But then why to, why why we should wait for our colleagues to fall sick? I mean, is there any proactive approach? Second thing is uh, how we handle, what is our uh, uh, performance improvement uh, program? How proactive it is? See, when we talk about uh, positive culture, it is more of a proactiveness. Uh, in all the aspects of uh, of a colleague's work workplace work life, mm-hmm. and not just this. Uh, how how proactive are we when we talk about say a lot of organizations uh, are talking about go green and right uh, net zero everything, but right. do we see do we do we see that greenery in your workplace? So these are quick things which as an organization we can do, and we can demonstrate. If we say care for environment as a value in our uh, organization, I mean, one of the set of shared values doesn't take much time to demonstrate. You demonstrate right. with with greenery in your workplace. There is somebody to take care of every 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 plant and uh, encourage colleagues to put a small uh, I mean, plant in their workstation if they wish so. I mean, not mm-hmm. everybody would want to do that, but whoever <laughs> wishes to do. So <laughs> small things. Uh, it's it's good to start, and until until unless it starts, it doesn't go towards the desired outcome. If we just keep, keep contemplating, it will not lead us to anywhere. So break this entire thing what we are saying in our value system into actionables as a part of the work culture, and initiate small activities like this. Um, and you see uh, the entire. I have actually um, not. A, complaint uh, greater but the way it gets uh, branded you see employee engagement uh, mm-hmm. gets uh, again doesn't get the correct uh, merit or uh, the credit for what it, it stands for uh, because our colleagues our hr colleagues um, i mean i i urge everybody to to go deeper i mean where that engagement happens when connect when people get connected so uh, whatever we do, uh, we, we through our surveys, we come to know, suppose we have put that greenery we have done in our office, how our colleagues are taking that? Uh, are, they, do, are they seeing that as distractions? Or do they see, yeah, it's okay, nice. Or they are excited about it. Do they want us to continue? I mean, not keep planting the plants here, but uh, go, go, go to that direction with more innovative uh, uh, methods. Absolutely. No, that, that completely makes sense, Mr. Nishant. And since you highlighted employee engagement, I think uh, this also is one of the factors which fosters a positive work culture, right? Could you emphasize uh, for our listeners the role of such employee engagement? I mean, we don't have to uh, speak about the specifics. Like you mentioned, yes, you highlighted wellness very well. You highlighted, uh, you know, uh, employee satisfaction surveys and all of these very well. Uh, maybe you can specify in general the emphasis uh, the role of employee engagement has towards fostering a positive work culture sure you see what is the understanding uh, the way i see engagement is uh, a, a method uh, to to connect mm-hmm. uh, and when we connect 
I mean, before even before we connect, it's it's a method to bring uh, our colleagues together. Mm-hmm. When they come together, they f- the purpose of coming together may help them to connect, uh, connect with the organization, connect with each other, connect with uh, cross departmental colleagues. So when we talk about engagement, uh, uh, the role of engagement is 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 I think it's one of the tools or methods to actually build that culture at workplace mm-hmm. so so the type of engagement the themes for which we are picking that engagement uh, cannot be just for special day celebrations i mean we have to go much more beyond that so let's take an uh, short example here so mm-hmm. say i am i am i am a, a technical person okay and right. do i have uh, as an engagement in organization where I can connect with uh, uh, people who are from business side. Hmm. Because at the end of the day, what I'm doing impacts my client. Right. It helps my client to do better. So hmm. business people are who who are in between uh, what I do and what a client uh, does with my output. Mm-hmm. So that helps me to engage, that helps me to see the bigger picture of what I do at workplace, what impact I can create with my work and with I am creating with my work. So mm. that's how I see engagement. Every engagement activity, uh, the takeaway for me should be, it is either helping me to become more aware, uh, either it is about my physical mental health or it is about my, uh, uh, my competency at workplace. Uh, or that that takeaway could be um, uh, ability to network with organization uh, within my organization, right? Or it can also takeaway could be how I can communicate better, whether with my client or at my workplace or anywhere. So that's how I see engagement. Uh, mm-hmm. Much deeper, deeper activity than I mean, sadly, but uh, but you see any organization who has a positive work culture, their engagement levels are. Engagement activities, you can see that how, uh, what, at what level they are going and doing those activities. So it, right. So it goes, it goes much deeper than what we see on social media. So true. I actually connected that, Mr. Nishant. And I think somewhere down the line, um, the leadership and the management do play an, a very important role in uh, the employee engagement, right? Or uh, the overall uh, uh, positivity in a work culture. Could you highlight the importance of uh, the role that the leadership and management play in shaping an organization's work culture? And also how uh, the leadership or the management can practice uh, you know, some effective strategies to contribute to a work culture. What strategies uh, do or how, or rather let me rephrase that as how the leadership contribute towards the positive work culture? Sure, I think this is the most uh, uh, pivotal uh, point here in the entire discussion, leadership. It's also a tricky uh, discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have always, um, I, I mean, actively participated and enjoy talking about it because it is the most significant part like what you have brought Absolutely. here. You see, the culture, um, let's take a step back and move out from a workplace for mm-hmm. a time being. What culture uh, we see uh, or we, we, we practice? We practice what uh, we have seen our elders doing 
right in our, in our in our personal life as well and not even in our family anywhere we go to school there are teachers who are related to us the way they behave the way we talk the way they uh, i mean everything right and there is a part of culture which is told to us uh, we need a little bit of education uh, about it so mm-hmm. just now just bring that perspective at workplace leaders are actually the drivers of the culture i mean mm. how a leader is will define what culture is there in the organization and what people other colleagues are going to practice so if a leader i've seen i mean you see uh, leaders always talk about you know we should be having this culture uh, that uh, this uh, why we are having this challenge but how much they practice and a lot of introspection has to happen if they are practicing they are demonstrating there is a high chance that colleagues will follow so the role of leadership is very very critical uh, of course talking about work culture promoting work culture wherever they get a chance to speak to the colleagues is very important at the same mm-hmm. time uh, how they practice uh, uh, those um, those 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 shared values uh at workplace uh is also very important because the word goes goes around whether it is it goes through a grapevine uh, method or a official or formal channel <laughs> really doesn't matter right the word goes out uh, it cannot be hidden so uh, that is the most important part of uh, leadership in terms of strategies to implement i, I think uh, every leader if they see if i mean just they see themselves as as an individual uh, there is not much of strategy or tactics needed it's mm. it's it's very simple what shared values do we have and every action that they take is alignment with those values yes or no mm. i mean and if there is a dilemma go back to the values so technically removing the gray areas uh and mostly the answer is the binary yeah. what i'm doing uh, is it alignment with uh, my values yes or no uh, can i can i talk about it uh, with my colleagues can i talk about it with my family members with pride yes or no mm-hmm. so um, i mean if 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 all the checklist has yeses please go ahead and do it if right. there is any no i think uh, you should step back and think again Uh, so these are small i mean methods which i would say uh, at a leadership level we all have to deal with day in day out and this is how i help myself to come out from those situations and <laughs> take the decision which is more aligned which is aligned with uh, um, the shared values absolutely no thanks for that uh, thanks for highlighting the importance uh, mr nishant i think uh, when employees directly see the leadership team or the management team following the guidelines set by them you know i think if uh, you end up having more faith in the organization culture you end up you know going that taking that step uh, over and above what is assigned to you and actually uh, going out of the way and uh, you know putting yourself on the line for the organization i think the, the role the leadership play does impact the direct behavior of employees if you you really put that right well so we've spoken about the importance of a work culture positive work culture uh 
how to set a positive work culture, the strategies to be put in place, the science to look forward to, the challenges that could possibly face. And let's not forget the leadership role in making sure that a positive work culture is enforced. Now my most, uh, you know, the question that uh, sometimes is challenging uh, to sustain is how can you sustain this positive work culture? Because like you mentioned earlier, Mr. Nishant, sometimes there are scenarios or there are instances due to uh, deadlines, due to so uh, whatsoever pressure, you cannot align your goals with the work culture. In this case, how do you sustain or still manage to sustain the positive work culture throughout the year? All right, excellent. Uh, I mean, uh, this is after doing all that hardship. This is what uh, <laughs> we all want. You want to sustain after we achieve something. Absolutely. So, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, uh, Greta. So, in my understanding, <clears throat> um, uh, I think there is one. Very powerful word, every leader, I think this I want to just uh, add to the previous question is mm -hmm. justice, is justice, mm -hmm. this word justice. Uh, it's, 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 not, it's not like uh, the, I mean, not just practicing the shared value. Uh, while we're doing that, we always ensure, we, as leaders, everybody should ensure that there is a justice uh, happening. Uh, in, in through our actions, our colleagues, uh, um, I mean, other organization may call them like as employees. Uh, this 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 need for justice is very much. Uh, I mean, it's natural and it, it's justifiable. So uh, to sustain positive work culture, uh, if this. Uh, this uh, our decision making which gives justice whether it is related to performance whether it is related to hiring whether it is related to any benefits that we are giving everywhere that justification should not happen but justice should happen and mm. then, i'm just trying to differentiate right justice should happen and not uh, justification uh, and the second thing if you see from it from not just hr every department when we want to sustain a culture which we have built the right. first thing is at the, is at the gate itself when we are uh, anybody wants to join us when we are having that discussion uh, which i mean we can call it as an interview in that discussion, we should be able to understand uh, how much fitment is there in terms of the culture, what we practice and what background that uh, 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 that potential colleague is coming up with. Uh, but again, at the, when you say business need, then the entire selection process goes into that technical uh, fitness uh, assessment, right? Right. But, but then there, we, we cannot avoid one discussion which helps us to understand the cultural preferences uh, of the, that potential colleague. Because we don't want to put that colleague uh, to put for a failure after getting hired and that that person is uh, struggling with this uh, culture where the fitness is very difficult. Right, right. And we as an organization is also struggling, even though that person, that colleague is excellent in technical aspects. Hmm. But the long journey won't happen. Right. So, so if if the culture is on the top priority of the organization, then we have to assess this way. Um, it's better to say thank you very much in the beginning than to be sorry later. Uh, 
uh, yeah yeah that's that's how and then uh, if if culture is not there on the top priority list i think uh, then of course uh, the, uh, the 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 importance to such discussions during the uh, selection stage won't happen so uh, so we i mean i, I personally be, very strongly believe that to sustain a positive culture that alignment in the selection stage uh, is very important second once that our colleague is part of our organization now uh, the the only thing uh, most important way to sustain is uh, the entire top down so our top leaders what they the way they will treat their next level i mean that goes that percolates so our mid level managers or the or the team leads and then go to the associate level so everybody is treating each other the way they get they are getting treated right so sustaining is, uh, is this is how i mean this is how it flows and of course these surveys has to be regular and unbiased uh, um, uh, so so what we do is there is a program management office which is mm -hmm. actually not part of hr okay right that survey is driven by the program management office and the program management office reports directly to the ceo okay right so uh, everything is uh, restricted information not even confidential it's restricted information only the the essence or the action items are something which is shared uh, comes out of the pmo so <clears throat> so that level of seriousness that level of invested approach has to mm -hmm. be there otherwise things i'm not saying hr department cannot run the survey uh, but then end of the day how colleagues see right a lot of dynamics come into the play so mm -hmm. this pmo department is an independent uh, organized uh, team which reports directly to the ceo and regardless of any senior designation across the department that pmo does not uh, report or respond or i mean of course response but does not report to them so the sanctity of these surveys are very important to sustain the culture uh, the team who is working on these surveys are competent uh, and this is sustained and wherever there is of any incident which does not is not alignment with our values we we cannot compromise uh on those situations whether it is ethics or anything i mean we have to take a very clear uh, decision on that and there is no gray area then uh, otherwise we cannot sustain so uh, regardless of what business benefit uh, that colleague can have but okay. if there is any compromises on the values uh, i think um, significant way i think we have we, we take a very clear decision on that thank you so much mr uh, mr uh, nishan completely uh, completely makes sense and uh, i think it's it's very practical the kind of uh, content you've just shared with us today on that note i would actually like to sum it up the discussion we've had today with mr nishan we've spoken like i said about setting the right framework while this, uh, deciding the culture in the organization and it's every one's 
uh, contribution in ensuring that uh, work culture remains positive. Of course, not just the HR, though an HR plays a very crucial role in building a positive work culture. It is also the responsibility of the employees, the leadership and the management team and everyone in the organization that drives the positivity in the work culture. Uh, of course, sustaining a work culture is important because it's not just, um, you know, we it's not just you, you practice it today and you forget it tomorrow. It is something to ensure your organization's success and organization's growth in the long run. And of course, uh, building a great uh, environment so that everyone sustains in them. Uh, I'd like to thank you, Mr. Nishant, for uh, taking time and doing this podcast with me today, because we have definitely once again established that yes, NHR plays a very critical role in building a positive work culture. And y'all align your practices as per an organization's value, focus on employee engagement, their well-being, foster a supportive and inclusive environment. And by prioritizing on these aspects, uh, I'm sure our listeners, and you will agree to this, is this is how one can contribute to the overall success. And I like to uh, highlight happiness of employees leading to, of course, an increased productivity and an override overall organizational growth. So thank you so much, Mr. Nishant, for taking time from your schedule for us today. And uh, yes, any last few words for our listeners before we close off? I think uh, uh, last word would be enjoy doing what, you, what you're doing. I think uh, you're making the most uh, um, pivotal contribution to the organization, something like air, which we don't see, but without which we cannot live. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Shant. I really appreciate your time and I had complete fun in having this discussion with you all. For my listeners who stuck till the end, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so, so much for being till the end. This is your host, Greta Gomes, signing off. Thank you so much. Thanks, Greta.